At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad it's Friday. <laughs> Been a busy week. Yeah. But um but I'm but I'm glad it's Friday and ready. I'm ready to do you get weekend. to relax? Um, do some relaxing. Um, I've been on this bur- uh, purging bit like a purging like binge, I guess. <laughs> I was gonna say a binging, wait, a burging. I was gonna I don't know. Um I'm like cleaning stuff out. So like today I did the um like the hall closet that's like, you know, supposed to be for like your coats and stuff and ours. And then we had like hooks where we like hooked our coats and like there were sweatshirts and various layers and different kinds of things. And so I just went through it all and got rid of the stuff that we don't use anymore. And it's a good feeling. Yeah. So just one thing at a time. I'm like, ah, you know, in the process. So yeah, yeah good feeling going into the weekend girlfriend of mine's having a little get together tomorrow night so that will be fun it's like her little delayed new year's party you know because everybody's got everything going on like the weeks surrounding christmas and new year's so she's like no i'm just gonna wait i'm gonna hold it off and <laughs> nice <laughs> we'll do it a little bit later so um yeah i'm under orders to bring pictionary so <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be one of those kinds of nights yeah um, very fun yeah 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 and then we have football Mm. So we have football on Sunday. Um, the Bills are playing the Patriots. So while, while we're talking about this, let me update the world in case anybody cares. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, Buffalo Bill, and plays cornerback. Um, no, I'm sorry. He plays safety. <laughs> he plays safety. He was playing Monday Night Football against the Bengals in Cincinnati. Took a guy down, had a hit, and then um, he got back up right away after the hit, but then like immediately fell down again. And what had happened and people didn't know what was going on for a long time. And of course, you know, we're diehard Buffalo Bills fans here. Husband is a lifelong fan, you know, and everything. And then with this happened, of course, you know, now everybody's like a Buffalo Bills fan, which is just like, I feel like the world needs this, yeah, you know, definitely. like something to feel good about. And what, what brought everybody together was the, um, like the fact nobody knew what had happened, like it was rumored that it was a cardiac arrest and and nobody knew any information for like a day or so. Um, nobody, we knew he, he'd been ambulant. There was CPR on the field and then he was taken in an ambulance to University of Cincinnati Hospital, which is a phenomenal hospital. Um, and uh, we have heard in the days since that he is fine now. Well, I mean, he's not fine now, but he's he's awake he's alive he's they've taken him off the he was intubated the tube down his throat to help him breathe he's been off that um you know his heart his heart was restarted on the field which is just like terrifying it was like as soon Mm -hmm. as he went down like and then you started hearing that you started seeing the players faces and it was like something about this is different and then so the whole world kind of united especially the whole sport 
excuse me, the whole sports world kind of united around this like prayers for um, for Hamlin. And it was a feel good thing. I mean, I'm not that that's the reason we want it to feel good. But then we got all this great news about him getting off the ventilator and getting off, you know, and being able to talk. And he FaceTimed with the team and he's like all these really great updates. He's doing really well. He's doing amazingly well, neuro- neurologically intact and all this stuff. And so things are really good. Yeah. Um, so um, and just seeing the outpouring of love and support from all of the teams and everything, you know, has been, I think, what the world needed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the fact that they canceled the game. Postponed yes. or whatever. So that was great, too, because, you know, it wasn't they, about football. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, any greedy NFL or any company, a lot of times would just continue on. But I think they made the right call. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Game. I mean, at first they didn't know what was going on and there was like some rumors that they were supposed to be starting again in like five minutes, like the game or whatever. But the NFL has sort of said, no, we never said they were going to go back on. So I don't know what's happening you know, with where that came from, but that was sort of the impression that was happening. And then the coaches met and were like, no, we're not going to play. So they they postponed everything, but they didn't know for how long because nobody knew anything. And, and everybody was like, no, we can't, you know, we just saw our, our brother get cpr back to life right. on the field like that that you can't just go play football after that and and they didn't they ended up and they're they're not going to reschedule that game and they're just canceling it and then there's i don't know the nfl is going to do something with the machinations because it was the last regular season game before the playoffs and it was going to determine seating and all this other stuff but i guess they'll figure something else out because yeah it's, it's bigger than football and um i know for those of you guys who aren't you know sports fans or anything like that like it really was it's it really was not about sports it wasn't about football it was about everybody going oh shit this is wrong something's wrong yeah. and um they don't know what caused it yet they're still investigating all that we don't have a ton of that but he is speaking and communicating and they say he's neuro- neurologically intact um not only are the lights on but somebody's home so yeah. and they credit that to the assistant trainers on the or the all the trainers on the field, but pers- specifically this one guy who had given the CPR mm-hmm. brought him as quickly as they did it and brought him back so quickly. And they used the AED, the automatic external defibrillator, yeah. and got his heart started again. And um the docs at the hospital credit that for his standing now <laughs> so yeah aeds are so critical to have i mean you see them in the mall the airports obviously it's idiot mm-hmm. proof you literally mm-hmm. open it up and it tells you it tells you exactly. where to put it what to do <laughs> it talks to you uh-huh. step back you know um and it checks for a pulse too so obviously it's not going to shock you if it knows it, it, pulse, it, yeah. but i think it's really critical that we have aeds in place in different locations right. easily right. accessible on that same note, I wish they would start putting more Narcan in places like that. Yeah. But I understand the reason why. For those who don't know, Narcan is the drug, is the brand name of the drug, Nalexone, that um, brings you back to life after an opiate overdose. So Yeah, which is a major crisis in the United States. Right. And just and so many people don't call for medics because, you know, they're they're taking heroin they're doing illegal drugs so they don't want to get caught with it um but i think in having them it's a whole thing (laughs) i could Mm -hmm. do an entire show on on that but um who knows maybe we will one day (laughs) yeah you can invite my brother on he's the drug expert 
Yeah, yep. We're 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 definitely gonna do stuff about um sobriety and addiction and recovery and some of those things that surround that, maybe some jail stuff. Um, I was just talking to my sponsee the other day. She was telling me this story about how she had escaped from jail from prison actually in um florida (laughs) and she's Um, not in jail now she's not no 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 and she's been sober for a while she this is all well before she got sober this is many 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 years ago but um it was like they they're on like some work thing where they take them out and they um to the like the side of the road and they fix ditches and shit like that Uh uh-huh um, and it was through that process in the series of events that happened and she ended up taking off and running and she's telling me the whole story and I am just, oh my God. And I'm like, you need to tell the story again. I asked her if she'd be willing to tell it in public. Like, uh-huh. meaning, you know, would she come on the show? I said, I don't know what format yet. I don't know under what topic or whatever, but I feel like you need to tell the story. I'm dying laughing. Did she and get I, very far? She was gone for a while. Yeah. Like months. <laughs> oh, for months? <laughs> for months. Oh my god. So it was outside Jacksonville. Wow. Um, the pea farm, for those of you guys who don't who know jails and in, in... <laughs> yeah, she escaped from and I don't even know what year it was. Um, I'm gonna need to ask her, but it was fucking hilarious. So I asked her if she'd come on and be willing to talk some stories. Maybe she maybe we can do some jail episodes. I I don't know. I don't know what's happening. This new year, new me, all of those kinds of things makes my is my brain is just like well, overloaded. It's a full moon today too. So <gasps> yeah, oh. I'm, I'm all kinds of out of whack. I feel a little charged though. I do. And I you was like, charged? I walked like charged, like energized. I went outside and I was walking the dog and I look up and then I see the moon. And I was like, oh, it's bright. I'm like, it's a full moon. So I Googled it. Yep. It's a full moon. It's a full moon. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll put my crystals out to charge. Did you give Kaya? Some- oh, you don't even have crystals. No. That's right. I Kaya- Jesus. Okay. No, you and Kaya need to come over here and we're no. going to my crystal store and we're going to hang out and we're going to, we'll do a record. We'll record an episode over here. Yeah. I'm going to play Barbies with Kaya and. We're going to talk to the ghost in my house and it's going to be a whole thing. Just <laughs> come over. Just come over. Come over. I have to be in the office next week, one day. But other than that. I, I'm down. Okay. I'm down. We'll talk. We'll figure And bring your needles. Because yes. um, yes. I need I need some uh, muscle uh, tension it. relief. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So anyway, we are going to do Unsolved Mysteries tonight. And yes, we are doing we are. Uh, episode... This We're is volume three, episode six. Six called What Happened to Josh? Lexi, take it away. Yeah. So this episode was very interesting. And I mm-hmm. tried to do a, a little bit more research slash Reddit slash every mm-hmm. other search um, right. just to see like what the overall, you know, what overall people were saying. What else is out case. there kind of generally? Of course, because there wasn't very much information. So we have the student. Josh Gimo, he uh, is a St. John's University student. In who, Minnesota, right? Yes. Or Missis- yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota, yep. Who went to a, a party, like a poker party with only like 10 or 12 people, left the party and was never seen again. That's the gist of the episode. So yeah. we are going to like start out by, the episode starts out with um, just his friends talking with his mom, uh, going through yearbooks, kind of going over like who he was as a person. He was a very intelligent student. Um, 
He graduated high school in 2000 and was valedictorian. His goals were to become a lawyer and then eventually the president of the United States. So he had very high goals. Everyone said how intelligent he was. Uh, And then what happens is they kind of like show this girl, Katie, as well, who Katie was his Mm ex-girlfriend from high school, who went to the sister school of St. John's, which was St. Benedict. I guess it's like two schools. They're both religious colleges um, and they're near each other. Like the St. John's was all male and St. Benedict's was all female. And they had different campuses, but they were very close together. Yeah. And then they, they had a class together too. So they shared some classes together. So she went to the same area as him for college, as you could say, right next door. Uh, they continued their relationship in college, but then that eventually ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he disappeared a month later. What was very interesting to me was that they also interview his roommate from college, whose name is Nick. Now, Nick was saying that on November 9th, 2002, they went to a brunch and then they got an invitation to a party at Katie's house. She was having people over and Nick said that he went to Katie's house, but his roommate, Josh, went to the poker, a different party, a poker party. Right. Well, Josh and Katie, well, not Josh, the other guy, Nick, Nick and Katie at this time were contemplating, they were really good friends and they were contemplating hooking up. Right. They said that they kissed like once or twice. Right. They were considering maybe they were going to take their relationship to the next step. They ultimately never did. But at this time, they were kind of exploring that. So that might explain why Nick went back with Katie. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And not that I think that has any relevance to the story because they brought up is Nick possibly a suspect, but I don't. Well, there was a lot of people on Reddit that were saying that they thought there was some sort of love triangle going on. And that uh, maybe even with Nick and Josh, but that's a whole nother story for later. But <laughs> they were, uh, I don't believe that either. I don't I believe that those. It was, I don't, uh-uh. I feel like Katie would have said something by now. It's been 20 years. And I, I feel think there like, would have been, well, yeah, I mean, there might've been, I think there would have been more stuff to indicate that, like more stuff out of the ordinary with Katie and, or Nick. And I don't think there was anything out of the ordinary with either of them. I, I think what was more much more out of the ordinary was the fact that this alleged fake ID business that they didn't talk about on yes. the show. <laughs> well, and then, so yeah, I guess we but should get to that we'll, later. We can get now. to that. Um, so they went their separate ways, and Nick came home from Katie's house, woke up at two a.m., noticed that Josh was not home, but he didn't think anything of it. Yada yada. He did sh- uh, say that he looked at his computer. And saw that Nick was idle on AOL Instant Messenger, if you're old enough to remember what that is. that's We're talking back in the day, you guys. Right. We're talking about the MySpace era. Maybe right before the MySpace era, actually. around AOL IM, where you you would set really cryptic song lyrics to your away message. Yeah, you'd have usernames, (laughs) away messages. Um, People made a certain noise when you came online. Mm -hmm. So he said that his computer... Uh, showed that Nick or that Josh was idle for about 12 hours. Um, so then on Sunday morning, he's still not home. And it's now November 10th. His friends have not seen him. And his mom was notified because the school called him, her mm-hmm. and said, hey, you know, your friends, Josh's friends are worried about him. He's been missing. 
So at that point, she knew that something was seriously wrong because she feels like her son would have contacted someone and that was out of his character. Mm-hmm. So what they did then was they sent an officer, the sheriff's office, over to his apartment to just do kind of a walkthrough. It wasn't a like in-depth search, but they just mm-hmm. were walking through to make sure everything was in order. Nothing looked like it was destroyed or as they said, there were no suicide notes or anything left behind and everything looked like it was in place, except for they found eyeglasses and a contact case that they figured if somebody was to leave for a long period of time that they would need their contact lenses. Right. If they like he had planned to disappear, step away or whatever. Right. And what they didn't mention in the episode two, which I read later, was that his car, I don't think they mentioned it, that his car was found on campus still. I'm not sure if they mentioned that. I can't I remember. I don't remember. I'm getting that the story confused with the Idaho murder story, which Everything we're going to update like, yeah. in another episode because it's all college students and stuff. So <laughs> I'm getting right. confused about, was it a white Hyundai Elantra? No. No. <laughs> we're getting like inundated with like information from every which way. Uh, yeah, and we're going to do an update episode on that as well. So you guys get to hear everything that's been out there. Anyway, go so ahead. So much stuff. Yeah, um, so so then, yeah, the car is found. Yeah. The police also said that Josh's key card was used uh, on November 9th at approximately like 11 p.m. Uh, and that was the last time it was used. So a lot of people think like, well, maybe Nick had something to do with it. And they had a fight or yada, yada. But at the end of the day, his card was used at 11 p.m. And then he left to go back to the party and he never came back. Right. As his key card showed. Um, now, what's interesting is when he got to the poker party, it was between 1130 and 12. He didn't really stay long. He They said that he didn't know everyone there so they didn't say how many people he knew or whatnot but it seems like it was just like a melting pot of different people from wherever Mm -hmm. um and that he didn't really stay very long but there's debate whether or not he was intoxicated yeah Um, some people said that he he was had drank a lot some people said he hadn't been he was just fun and his normal good fun jolly self right and it was the police too that i believe were the ones that said well he was probably intoxicated but we're talking about a you know a college student yeah when he goes to bible college i mean religious college so (laughs) and well i mean they probably party harder than anyone else you know i'm not making any assumptions because i don't know (laughs) please don't please don't hate send us hate mail when i make that comment (laughs) don't know we're talking about a college kid period on a saturday night out so who knows um and his mom was saying that she thought it was weird and unusual that no one saw him leave or no one communicated with him that he left and i'm thinking lady we're in college everyone's drunk or playing nobody nobody, cares nobody's paying attention so i don't think that's a red flag i don't think that's anything weird um and then of course after he left there were sightings of him on a bridge uh so he definitely left by himself Mm -hmm. at least at the beginning uh and then the cops decided to send tracking dogs out right the bloodhounds yes which they located a scent like around the water under the bridge yeah i guess they tracked it from so they 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 showed the aerial of like the the map right where they were like how there was like the dorm Mm-hmm. And then there was this river and then there would have been the apartments and the you couldn't go a direct like as the crow flies between them. You had to go up to the bridge down and back in. So like 
as the crow flies, they would be right across. I mean, I'm making all these arm movements like you could see me on a podcast. Right. <laughs> um, but <laughs> like so there, there's a river separating these two locations, his dorm mm-hmm. room and um the apartment where he was seen and and to get to to between the two you have to walk up to this road cross this bridge that goes over the river and down back so and like you're kind of you're doubling back in a way um so they i guess he was spotted on that bridge which you know he would have had to have walked and i guess the the dogs tracked his scent from that apartment where the party was to the bridge basically Mm -hmm. the same spot that he was allegedly spotted and then a couple was they were walking down the bridge and they noticed him walking he had a gray hoodie on blue jeans they didn't see any cars near him they didn't see anybody else with him so that was the only sighting of him what they believed to be him on the bridge now fast forward it's november 11th Josh has been missing for 36 hours and at this point the police decide to call in the national guard So they have a full-on search on campus. Students are helping. Everyone's out, you know, tackling in the woods. They said that there are different elements to the land. I mean, you had like this, like uh, the the like river. You had just different Mm -hmm. kinds of like land, woods, terrain, and stuff. Yeah, and then we—it's a really small campus because it's like the college itself. <laughs> it's like they said like 2000 people it's not a big place but the land that it's on is huge yeah so there was so they were searching all of it basically and that was oh and then you can talk about the church with the pedophiles but <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. <laughs> which i think was completely just thrown in there for red herring yeah. but <laughs> entertainment purposes but okay yeah that and the fact that there were other males missing within a hundred mile radius yeah okay as well so let's talk about that yeah first So two other males went missing. Um, They were later located. Both were found in bodies of water. And uh, they weren't sure if it was like, well, this was like 2003 when they found the other two bodies. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people were thinking, is it a serial killer? These are all young males, the college student age, or, you know, what was the connection? Later on, the police were saying that there was no connection. Probably wasn't a connection. And I guess one of of the friends was saying that the other person who had gone missing at the same time, the fact that they happened right around the same time, she said confused people. And I'm not exactly sure what she meant because they didn't really follow that up a little bit. But I think, I mean, my guess would be that, you know, people, the de- just like I got confused right now about the details of this case versus the Idaho murders case, mm-hmm. right? Like people may have gotten details mixed up that they're hearing and thinking one, you know, oh, this piece of evidence that was actually attributed to this one, not that, you know, I don't know. That's my guess. Right. And maybe it took away from both, you know, parties right. like, or all of the cases because you're you're now dividing your attention among different right. areas. I don't know how, you know, the campus is small with 2,000 people, but I don't know how big, is it a rural area that they're around? It's Minnesota. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's uh, in Minnesota? I don't know. There's like <laughs> cold and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, cold. Right. So actually speaking of cold, so they had a dive team go in, they searched the water. Oh, and they, they just, had to wait till the water was not winter because they had to wait right. for the ice to melt. Oh, so then they were saying we're going to postpone the search and wait until the spring. And the theory behind that was the body creates gases. Once the body defrosts, the gases will then 
start to be released and then the body will float so theoretically if there the was ice. a body in the water mm-hmm. then it would float come springtime once the ice in the water was melted yeah yeah um and at this point they interviewed nick and they said that nick was like oh the school all, like already asked me if i wanted a new roommate and he was like no no because, <laughs> yeah. you know it, it was, was weird he didn't he wasn't ready for that yeah yeah and katie was upset She's like, I don't know how I finished that semester. (laughs) Right, right. So then it brings us to them talking about the monks and the sexual sexual abuse allegations. On Um, this monastery that's on campus. Yeah, so they said that there was (laughs) like a... Randomly thrown in, you know. Yeah, and here's the thing. They said that Josh, there was a possibility that Josh was researching uh, the history, I guess, of the Mm -hmm. monks sexually abusing students um and no one could find that on his computer they did a lot of searches for papers but there was no evidence to support that he was going to do some sort of investigation into the allegations of the monks so i think this was just for sensationalism because they say later when they're talking they're like do 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 they're like do 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 and uh the news guy and there's no 12 known pedophiles living right right behind i mean like that's just sensationalism right like i agree on reddit one of the posters was like yeah i went to school there six years after josh went missing and it's like a real thing check out this behind the pine curtain.com i saw that link but i hadn't clicked on it yet i I did it i did Did (laughs) what did you learn there's that i'm gonna have like a whole rabbit hole to go oh lord yeah there's videos there's all kinds of links the victims meet the monks reading list articles and documents like it's a ton of stuff so apparently that's a real thing um but it doesn't seem related to to josh's missingness Mm. yeah so rabbit holes can yeah yeah. (laughs) but they bring that up as a possibility and i was like "Eh, i thought it was going somewhere cool and it wasn't so right and then it's like what would be the motive okay so he's potentially thinking about doing research like, that doesn't seem like a motive to me. I mean, he hadn't come out and said, hey, everyone, I'm doing research on, you know, the and doing research versus like trying to out you like that doesn't yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's just seems like there's no connection there. So that was one of the theories floating around. There's no nexus, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> Some people were saying that it had to have been he had to have the, uh, the result. Hold on. Hold on. OK. Sorry, TJ, let me do it again. another theory was that someone who knew him did something to him maybe it was one of his roommates then maybe it was nick people were looking at nick and let's talk about nick because as we've learned you're a lawyer what are Mm -hmm. your thoughts on lie detector tests nick refused to take one he agreed i'm of the same i'm of the same mindset yeah um i would say I would say no also um, because they're, they're not permissible in court for a reason. Exactly. Um, yeah. There's all this, Oh, well, you know, if you don't take it, you know, are there adverse inferences taken because you didn't take it? And the cop on the show seemed to indicate, yes, they're going to like, it's going to make them stop and think. Yeah. But also, you know, what else is going to make them stop and think if I lawyer up right away and don't talk to the cops, which is a hundred percent will do. And I recommend every single one of you guys do not talk to the cops ever. I mean, not a lawyer, not ever. But I mean, if you're if they're saying, hey, come in here and let's talk to you. mm -mm. It's a big fat. No, don't. 
Um, I wouldn't talk to the cops. I'd lawyer up right away. Oh, what innocent person gets a lawyer and talks to the cops? No, I know too much. I've listened to way too much true crime and um, unjust, um, uh, you know, wrongful conviction stuff, which, by the way, that's a fantastic podcast. Wrongful convictions with Jason Flom. Amazing. Um, not an ad. <laughs> not, <laughs> not an ad. Um I just love love it. Um, but you know, there's there's far too many instances of, you know, oh the cops don't believe them. They're lying. They they're allowed to lie to you. All that stuff. And I'm not yeah. giving this as legal advice. I'm giving this as a true crime podcaster. Okay. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I honestly I've thought about this before, because I watch a lot of Doctor Phil and there's a lot of Jack DeMarco giving lie detector tests on <laughs> the Doctor <laughs> Phil show. Um. I I don't think that I would either because they are not admissible in court for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so then you could argue, well, it doesn't matter what it says, you know, if it says, you know, if it's if it's indicates you're deceptive. Well, it can't they can't bring that up in court. Right. But at the same time, they can use it to like find others, you know, it gives them more suspicion, more reason and all these other things that I just, I mean, I've taken polygraph exams before. Um, I want to take one. I've worked in law enforcement and you have to go through extensive background checks mm -hmm. to, and I work in government. You go through extensive background checks to get your clearances, all these things. Um, so once upon a time I had to take a polygraph, um, and it's based on everything that, you know, you've done in your background and, you know, there's a very specific protocol to it. And I d obviously did fine, you know, there's a very specific protocol about how they do it and they ask control questions and you do it once through first, that doesn't count. And then you do it again and he asks you the same questions and it's all like super lab, what, you know, laboratory controlled as, as right. it were, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm not afraid of them per se, but I'm also a, like, don't give them, you know, don't give Is them. Is it this. also up to interpretation by the person giving the exam? Cause I don't know anything about them. Uh, I, mean, I don't know what could the, 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 like the most current technology. I don't know. No, but I mean like the actual person interpreting it. Like, let's say you and I both give the same person a polygraph. Can we both interpret it differently? Right. This is what I'm saying is I don't know the technology oh. because that used to be like the the ones you see on the old timey crime shows with yeah. the lines with the the little metal things that go back and forth and stuff. And now mm -hmm. they're they're not. It's like on all computerized and stuff. But it has to be interpreted somewhere along the line, whether it's the computer programming alg algorithm doing mm -hmm. it and saying, oh, this, you know, because if it's just recording the information. That's one thing. But if it's recording and then interpreting and presenting like a spike, it, it will spike up here when your sweat and your, you know, pulse increase at the same yeah. time or whatever, you know, somebody. It has to happen at least once. It always once, does. Once an episode. When I kick out the plug on my microphone. Um, somebody has to program that. Mm -hmm. Some human interpretation has to program that to, to tell it to do this when this happens yeah. um, or somebody, if it's just recording straight data, somebody has to interpret that data. Yeah. And I, you know, um, and I don't know, and you know, I've never kept up on, it's not something that I've studied. Um, Me neither. You know, I do. I mean, I used to know about them when I was, you know, applying to different law enforcement agencies and things like that. And, you know, but that was, 
20 years ago, 30 years ago. <laughs> and there's the, there's the power of the mind too. So like when I was studying psychology in undergrad, one of the classes I had to take was called biofeedback, biomedic, mm-hmm. I don't remember, psych, biopsychology, I don't know. Anyways, right. what the cool thing we learned is we were learning how to control our pulse by our minds and our heart rate, and, or that is your pulse. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you know, our breath, right. I meant. sorry. So we were doing different things and strategies to be able to use our minds, which we all know is, you know, we're capable of. So could a person be able to control their sweat, control their pulse, control their vitals to create it, you know, yeah. to be like on that line, static, like my, so on, I got a story like that. So my first husband was a police officer and during the time he and I were together, he had applied to one of the police departments um, and needed to take a polygraph exam, I think, because he had switched police departments and stuff. So he was taking an, like another one. He's taken them before, whatever. He's taken this polygraph exam. He, I guess when they he took it, it registered as like unregistered. Like it didn't register properly and not uh-huh. that it registered deceptive or or not deceptive. It just didn't properly register. Mm, um, and so they were like, huh? So they tried it again. And it still came up that way. And they said, basically, I mean, like they ultimately hired him anyway, because, you know, he, he I don't know, it would didn't it doesn't matter. But he had been a biathlete in high school and in biathlon, you know, you do this crazy cross country skiing and then you get down on your stomach or do standing up um, prone or whatever you're doing with the rifles and you do you do shooting at targets and with that, you have to learn to slow your breath down, slow your pulse down, slow your breathing down, because you have to go from that crazy cross-country high-speed cardio to stopping all that so you can uh, to focus still and... to focus on and, and so you can shoot. Because if you're breathing heavy, your yeah. hands are shaking, moving, and your gun is moving, and then you're yeah. not going to hit your shots. So you have to be able to slow yourself down for that. So they said because of all that, plus, you know, he's been a police officer for a billion years, like... He just, you know, doesn't register on it, and that's just whatever, you know. Yeah. Um. So he wasn't lying. He wasn't not lying. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Things, things, just things are weird, and somebody, somebody along the way has to interpret it. And quite frankly, in a lot of instances, I just don't trust cops. I mean, yeah. I just don't. <laughs> and I, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna talk to the cops if they want to you know, okay, but I'm going to have an attorney. Let me talk to an attorney first. And if it's a situation, you know, and then we'll decide. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go from there. I agree. Talk and to I me that- with him present or her present. Well, yeah. So anyway. It's funny because we as people that watch crime shows, at least me, I'll speak for myself. Mm-hmm. When I see somebody that doesn't get the police, I'm like, oh, they're definitely innocent. When I see somebody lawyer upright, I'm like, oh, maybe they're guilty. But I mean, like it's my subconscious, but then mm-hmm. I have to take a step back and be like, wait a second, maybe this person is just critically thinking about the situation and but how many of us do when it's a situation that's you know paul holes has said don't talk to the cops and he's like i am a cop but don't talk to the (laughs) (laughs) hey fraudcasters everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge i know i've always had problems with it whether it was the fit or the quality 
Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day, and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times, and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought, like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me, and it's not going to fit right, and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it's super, super comfortable and it is, it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small up to 4x and if you haven't yet be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu yeah ball holds caught the golden state killer so <laughs> that's awesome i did watch a lot of that that was so cool yeah pull holes oh hot for holes i love it Love it. Anyway, back to um, so okay, yeah. So we're gonna go back to Nick and the yeah. reasons why you know he didn't. He, ultimately, he decided not to take a polygraph exam because yeah, he said, "Stop wasting your time on me. Go find the real killer or real person that was was re- responsible for him leaving." Another theory was that hey, maybe he wanted to disappear. Maybe he wanted to just get away. But mm-hmm. again, he left his glasses, and people just didn't think that that was possible. That were close to him. Um, now. But you know how I feel about people saying, oh, he would never do that. Right. You don't know. You don't know. (laughs) Don't know. And the one thing that the police said that was not like consistent between Katie and Nick's story was that Nick said that he got back from the party, back to his apartment at 2.42 a.m. And that he left the party at like 2.30, let's say. So it was a very short amount of time for him to get home. Katie said, no, Nick left the party at 1.30 in the morning. And the police put this all into like, they made it into this big thing. Like, oh, there was an hour that he could have done something. Unaccounted for hour right. where he could have done Let's, something. We're talking about drunk, possibly drunk college students that did not have the cell phones that we have today that literally you hit a button and it shows the time. And you know, when you post stuff on your social media right away or whatever you're doing, it's all like timeline. We didn't have like the trackable phones. They didn't do no, all that stuff like, back then. And the, the only thing the they phones. had was the swipe cards for the, when they swiped into the dorms. Right. So I take everything that they said with a grain of salt, because I don't think that that's as big of an issue as the cops are making it out to be at all. Right. Also, an eyewitness testimony, people are going to hate this, is inherently unreliable. That is so, true. Um, people rem- and also people remember the same thing, like the same incident. People are going to remember it differently. There are going to be inconsistencies across that testimony. Um, and in fact, I mean, if everybody came in and told me, oh yeah, the meeting happened at exactly 2.42 and at 2.40, you know, six, the fire alarm went off. And if everybody had the exact same story, I'd be suspicious that they got together and made it up. Because I agree, yeah. eyewitness testimony, we know this science is inherently unreliable and it's inherently going to be different from each other. 
Yeah. I mean, hell, nowadays you can actually see some sort of evidence. Like you can give somebody information and everybody views it differently and it can be right there in front of your face. So like, you know, eyewitness accounts are completely, you know, inaccurate in some cases. So Nick was saying that he was never told he was a suspect. And Katie said, I don't think Nick Nick had anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Then Katie goes on to say, maybe it was an accident, which was another theory people were talking about. Hey, he was walking on the bridge. Maybe he slipped on and fell, hit his head, fell into the water somehow. But again, if that was the case, most likely we would have probably found his body in the water when they did the initial search before they mm-hmm. called it off. So as far as we know, the, the body was not in the water. Now, after he disappeared, his father actually, within a few, two weeks of his disappearance, went into the apartment and gathered his belongings because he said, hey, I don't know who's coming in and out of this room and I want my son's stuff. I want to protect it. So he grabbed his computer um, and I guess important items that were missing. So Nick said that he did not touch anything. He did not touch mm. the computer while he was gone. He didn't touch any of his stuff. Okay. I don't but, know. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> yes. Because that may be true. <laughs> he yeah. maybe he didn't. So here's this is the the thing about the computer, right? And you're gonna explain what yeah. they found on the computer, right? They are going at that time in the in the that that uh year or whatever and stuff and in in dorm rooms not everybody had a computer so i know like with mine i we had one i had a computer but my roommate used it and other people talk about like you see it on the reddit and stuff and people in college at the time you know at that time not everybody had a laptop or we didn't have computers in our pockets to like do stuff so we like I had one computer, I had like a Mac SE, one of these tiny little boxes and, you know, I'd write my papers on there and like, that was it. It's all we did on it, you know, and right. then we didn't even have internet, but we got it. I think while we were there, Well, I graduated um, high school in 2003. So like summer, whatever, spring 2003. And so I started September, 2003, going into 2004 for my first year of college. And in my campus, we all had our own computers. Every okay. single person I, I knew in 2003, 2004 had their own computers. With that being said, I mean, I'm in like, you know, not a suburb of DC, but we're in like more of a, I don't want to say affluent because we're not affluent, but maybe it was different near DC, you know? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. In yeah. New York City, a DC maybe... suburb versus like a rural Right. You know, and like Sarah is kind of out there, but everyone... Minnesota, who <laughs> so I don't Where know, are they? it's different. Yeah, maybe it's different technology. I mean, I, I had the internet at age 10, way before any of my friends had it. So I don't know, maybe it's different right. location wise, but um, I went to college in 92, 93 was my freshman year when I lived in the dorms mm-hmm. and I had the computer, um, and I shared it with my roommate, yeah. And that was, you know, early nineties. So yeah, you never know. I mean, you know, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Coming out of the room. And plus when you're in a dorm situation or an apartment, like on campus, people really are coming in and out. Like if you're having a party, people could be using your computer. I mean, you really don't know. Right. So what's interesting is. Well, I guess we should talk about what they found yeah. on the computer. So in 2008, the detective decided to go back with newer technology to be able to retrieve data that we weren't not able to retrieve back in 2000. Yeah, 2001, what was it, 2002? Right. When he went missing. So the detective 
noticed that there was software put on the computer that actually erased like important files and data, like browsing history, um, different files. Now, what's interesting is that the computer was, quote, erased, like within a couple weeks of him disappearing. Right. So this was weird. So it was sometime in the time between. No, because they so it was between when they they took he was disappeared and when the father took possession of it. Right. Because didn't mm-hmm. they get it? They initially tested the computer with the technology that they had back then. And they couldn't get anything from it. It had been wiped or whatever. Right. And then it was later he went back and that's when they were able to find that there was the software that had been installed like a week or two after he went missing. Right. So they didn't that know. wiped the computer. Yes. And the thing that they said about it too was that it was never, this had never previously been, been done on his computer. Therefore, this wasn't a regular, they made the conclusion this was not a regular habit of his to wipe his computer computer washing right and my thing was too i was like well at first i was thinking is this something that you could automatically program to do every week every couple weeks but like you said it was the first time that it was done so obviously someone was trying to hide something yeah if he he had if 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 the because when they tested it initially they didn't have the technology be able to find all this stuff when they tested it later that they saw this and they said, oh, okay. And then the technology that had been installed at first, they thought it wiped everything, but it didn't, it only wiped mm-hmm. some stuff. And so they went, were able to retrieve some things. And I, when I was on Reddit, I noticed a couple people comment and say, I don't think it's that weird that somebody would erase their computer. I've always told my friend, if I go missing, erase my files. So apparently guys, I don't know about women, whatever, talk about this to each other. Maybe they don't want to see. Could have been. Could have been just somebody in the dorm was like, oh shit, maybe we, you know, or maybe somebody else was using his computer to to look at things that they didn't want the police to know about. Yeah. Or they didn't want him, you know to know about his porn habit which we found out anyway so yeah so his porn habit so he was watching more more than just a porn habit (laughs) right and he was watching um gay porn as well so he was watching both of them the whole great the whole gamut yeah um and he had placed a yahoo i don't know about you but i kind of watch the whole gamut too (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway um i don't have time to watch porn but so he was looking for casual encounters uh, on Yahoo ads with with men. Now, he was pretending on two of his accounts to be a female and on one, he was an actual male. So he was communicating and chatting with men. And these men, for the most part, believed that he was a female. And they were able to recover photos of these men 20 years later. Well, at the time, 2008. And now they've posted it, the these men. Which I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. Um, like, do you recognize later, any of these I was men? looking too. I was like, do I know any of them? I'm like, I don't know anybody from that area, but yeah, you never know. So, you never know. So let's unpack this a little bit. He, They found, yeah, and they mentioned his porn habit just because they had, like, I think that they, that his chatting was, like you said, two accounts. He was pretending to be a female. Yes. Gwen Big Tits or whatever it was. Coochie Coo, Gwen Girl Big Jug or something. Yeah, yeah. Gwen Girl Big Jugs um, was one of them. Yes. So he had two that he was chatting with men as a woman. So these men that he was chatting with on those two accounts believe they were chatting with a woman. And then this other account where he was actually chatting as a male to other males. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So yeah. I just want to make sure that that's clear. So these pictures that they were showing, um, they I don't think that they specified. They did not specify which accounts they came from. So they did not. They're just the all from all of the accounts. These are all the guys that he was talking to allegedly. I mean, they could have been catfishing him. You know, yeah. who knows? Right. But um, so well, we don't know which seems- ones were talking thought they were talking to a woman right or which ones they thought were talking to a which man. hopefully will make people come forward because there won't be that embarrassment if they are closeted or if they didn't want mm-hmm. people knowing their sexuality you know whatever um because they didn't specify maybe more people will come forward and be like oh i do recognize uncle john from or whatever you know cousin yeah brian or you know um so they posted pictures of the men, which I would suggest you go to unsolvedmysteries.com. Look at the pictures, see if you know anyone, um, because it could help the case. They're looking for anybody that communicated with him uh, to find out if he possibly wanted to meet up with one of these men. And that's the biggest theory that they're going with, is that he probably communicated with someone on one of these dating or you know Yahoo personal ads mm-hmm. and wanted to meet up with him that night. Now, again, we don't have, our cell phones are different, right? Like back then you did not have instant emails and things like that. I don't think, mm-hmm. I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, I don't no. remember anything being instant or, you know, was Yahoo an app on your phone where you could just. Oh God, no app? apps on phones. No. <sighs> I'm well, trying to remember. In 2000, what year was this? 2002. 2002. So I remember driving with MapQuest directions printed out in 2002. Still at that time. Yeah. So I and feel I like didn't... you. My kid wasn't born yet, and I didn't have an iPhone to take. My kid was born in 2003, and for the first couple of years of his life, I didn't have a smartphone. I, I didn't get a smartphone until he was like five, and that was like a BlackBerry. And yeah, then I had the BlackBerry at co- some point in college. I had And like he the- was like five or so when I got that. So in 2002, there weren't smartphones yet. No, I had a Motorola flip phone, I believe, and like mm-hmm. around that time, maybe like I had 2003. The green, like... Mine was silver, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a big brick. I um, had an Nextel too. You could only do like a few things. <laughs> oh, nostalgia. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so we, we don't think he could have done much with it. Um, So we don't know. Maybe he was meeting somebody. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody stopped and wanted to chat with him and he got in a car with him. We don't know. Right. So two incident reports that were done on campus which is by like some sort of group called like saving life-saving services it's just uh where people can report things that are suspicious maybe you're seeing people that are not part of the school on campus or just whatever is awkward and uncomfortable going on on campus or weird you can report it to this group so they saw that a car was seen in a quote hookup area of campus so i guess it was more of like a secluded road area um pulled over so like they security drove up to the car and they noticed a college-aged male jump out of the car and run so they were like okay there goes the man running out of the car um when they talked to the driver he said that he was just dropping this person off on campus Mm -hmm. so why are you dropping a person off on campus in like the hookup area which is not near the dorms or anything to me that that was a little fishy yeah so who knows what was going on? So they don't know who that person is that got out of the car, but they're trying to find out who it is. So nobody's come forward and said, hey, I was the person that got out of the car. 
Um, they did speak to the driver. It was upon an orange Pontiac Sunfi- Sunfire. They got his the license number and everything, but they don't have any evidence of it. You know, the driver being a person of interest as of right now or anything like that. But that car had been seen on campus. Yeah. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I feel like I didn't get a lot of information like about why all that was relevant necessarily or like what it was going to tell them. Yeah. Um, but it feels like if they don't have that, like maybe they don't have like, that seems like their standard investigative stuff that they do. And then, I don't know. It just seemed like it was like, okay, like it it didn't lead anywhere or did it? Do you think it's connected? Like, what are you looking for? The weird thing is when they wanted to then later get this car for evidence, right? They wanted to, it had been, it had been crushed, not even sold, but they didn't say why it had been crushed do we know the backstory on that easily could have been in an accident and then it was totaled or maybe it was like a you know old old car you know what i mean right there's any number of reasons and the fact that they didn't specify makes me think it's probably a completely innocuous reason i agree and they didn't say that because they want to leave that make it you know dramatizing the story dramatizing yeah because you know unsolved mysteries has been doing that a lot this season i'll be honest Uh there's been a lot of sensationalism and Uh versus just here's the facts yeah so the owner crushed it we don't know why but i think we do know why maybe it was something very simple as like (laughs) it was total um now katrina just sent me a a picture of all of the men It's from the additional evidence link on netflix which we will link in the show notes which is the netflix has the the file that i was like the extra um evidence and this was shown on the show but i'm just showing it to you now now number 12 (laughs) looks like every dude i see at my metal concerts that i go to (laughs) oh my god every guy in the pit in the mosh pit okay yeah, and number two looks there. like every guy i went to college with like Ooh. every guy looked like that with the puka shell necklace yes and then, i mean that just looks like every dude i somehow closed it and can't open it this is what a boomer i am everyone i'm like how do I, I yeah and number I'm not 22 even a looks like a mug shot i don't know let me see i have to reopen this 22 Oh, yeah, or like a driver's license or some sort of like, it looks like a passport photo. Perhaps. One looks like. We didn't have fancy webcams back in the day, but I don't know. One looks like he shops at Pacific Sunwear or uh, Hot Topic. Yeah. Oh, but he's got the little patchy soul patch beard thing going on. Number three is every shirtless dude with a puka shell necklace, but he doesn't have the hat, just like number two. Yeah, number three looks like every dating Tinder bumble uh-huh. picture you see nowadays that yeah. hasn't changed. <laughs> number 12 looks like a psychopath, but yeah. That's my right. metalhead shows, man. Yep. He's probably That's cool. Shows. He's innocent. He's innocent. 21 looks like a teacher. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He's got the the bulletin board in the background. Yeah. Number yeah. twenty looks like he's in tech, uh, like IT. Yeah, totally. He's definitely IT. Nineteen looks like he is in jail. He looks like the dude from Arrested Development. Have you ever seen that show? <laughs> I don't watch it. I didn't oh, watch, okay. did not well, watch it. Well, listeners, you'll know if you look at 26 it. 26 looks like he's in a hot tub, which is kind of frightening because he also doesn't look like he has a neck. Or a shirt on. Is that a shirt or is that no, a No, I don't think it's a shirt. It looks like he's in a hot tub with no shirt on. Now, 27 <laughs> and 28 look like every selfie you would take back in the day with your terrible camera. Right. Like they're blurry. The the lighting's bad. Insulation is bad. <laughs> We have the no idea. We had back then. Yeah, twenty-seven <laughs> and twenty-eight are definitely people they will not be able to. Identify. Number sixteen is like this guy's high school senior po- picture. Yeah, football. It might be a little young for you, dude. Yeah. Um, so no, I think number five looks. Oh, I shouldn't be mean. Okay, I'm not going to say what number five looks like. He's wearing a turtleneck. He looks like American Psycho. He does. The hand right there. But number seven looks like he definitely date raped somebody. I closed it out again. Where did it go? <laughs> oh my god! And we should move on. The, the anyways, yes, hear this. <laughs> yes. Let's not let's not judge Sorry, people guys. based on looks. Um, okay, so where did I leave off now? What do we know about okay. this ID card business? So people were saying it wasn't really a business. Like apparently, Katie came out or someone. This was said, not talked about on the show, by the yeah. way. This was so they found research. evidence that uh, Josh was making like identification cards, you know, to make yourself over 21. Right. Um, however, as the Redditors were saying that apparently they did that too in college when the technology started coming out and you could scan things or whatever. Somebody in my dorm did it. Yeah. I'm, I didn't have one, but I know somebody made them because other people got them. <laughs> I had an old ID from one of my sorority sisters, older sisters, whose dad was a cop in Montgomery County, Maryland. So I had her ID. I was apparently 5'11". I had to always wear heels when I went out because I'm only five, almost five, seven. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say her name on this, but no. thank you for many years of drinking and having fun. A <laughs> <laughs> couple years. But yeah, so what was found was that he was just making a few IDs for his close friends. It wasn't a business, apparently. It was just something he made a few IDs for. Right. So I think that that was... You know, when people were bringing that up as being a possibility of a motive or something related yeah. to his missing disappearance, it doesn't really make much sense. Um, What do you think? What do you think happened? Well, okay. So um, I, I think that, um, I don't know. It is, I, I think that the, that what was found on the computer, um, I think is where the key lies. Right. Yeah. I, I think I, his scent disappeared right at that bridge. Right. I think he got into a car. Me too. Now, the question is, is it a car of somebody that he was chatting with or is it just a random car? Right. Of a person offering him a ride. You know, we yeah. don't know. And as we've yeah. learned in all of the crime stuff we've been watching and paying attention to, it could have been that he just got into a random car. Yeah. You know? It could have been, or a known friend, or quote friend, of somebody he knew or acquainted. Yeah, who knows, what's the, what's the, you know, is it like Baltimore, where they pick up these rides, like on the side of the road? I don't know, if, do they should still do that in Baltimore? I don't go to Baltimore very often, I have no idea. <laughs> where they, I get in, I get in, and I get out. Yeah, I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't go there very often either. Um, I'm going there soon. I have a concert there with a girlfriend of mine. Oh, nice, who are you seeing? Uh, Matt Nathanson. 
No idea, but great. That's awesome. Um, I got to look. When is it? Oh, it's February, I think. Is it February? Yes. February 19th. So yeah, it's, he's actually coming when the, when the first came out, his tickets first came out, the only one available was in Baltimore and it was a Sunday. And my girlfriend that I see all these concerts with, I see him with her all the time. She lives out closer to there. She lives out in like, I don't remember, like north of you, but towards Baltimore. Somewhere uh, over there. Like Glen Burnie, Pasadena, Crofton. past there, past there. Um, Bella, like north of Baltimore or south? No, of Baltimore? I think I, I can't remember. Anyway, doesn't matter. I don't even know where I am. It uh, doesn't matter. She comes to DC when we see him in DC, and then I go to Baltimore when we see him in Baltimore. And um, so we, we got tickets to go. It's a Sunday night. My husband couldn't go anyway. Her husband couldn't go. They have a baby. So she's like, it's too hard to get a babysitter for this one. So I'll just go by myself. And I'm like, I'll just go by myself. We'll just go together. And then like the the following week, he released tickets two shows in Alexandria at the Birchmore, which is where <laughs> I course. usually I seen him at the Birchmere the last like couple years running right except for covid like before covid and then after covid Mm -hmm. and um it's a great great venue to see him and then um but and so those are friday and saturday nights in alexandria and i'm like eh i I don't need all three nights i'm just i'll go to the baltimore one anyway but i digress um anyway my point about baltimore was there are people like there the culture there what there there's certain ways you can pick up rides on the side of the road Mm mm-hmm Okay, that's all I'm saying. Um, I don't want to talk about like oh 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 okay. Like the the people like back when I was living there, it was like they would stand on the side of the road, and I don't know all the details, and I don't want to out too many of the details because it's like well, it's like that in DC too. In certain parts, I've seen. Um, I haven't been in DC like out in the clubs. You talking about? uh, Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Are you talking about the slug lines in DC? Oh no, never mind. I know we're. I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. Okay, so yeah, no, we're talking about different things. So, but oh. but my point is, and this just proves my point, is that in the different areas, alternative means of getting rides exist. Oh, I see <laughs> what you're saying. Okay, okay. So, in Baltimore, they do one thing. DC has slug lines, which is like organized getting in cars with strangers to drive into DC on the 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 HOV lanes. Uh huh. And you're literally getting in cars with strangers and you have signs. There's people have signs. I'm going to this area. I'm it's very organized. It's a whole oh, interesting. thing. That makes the slu- sense. The huh. slug lines. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. People slug into DC all the time. So you get people from the, all these outer suburbs and stuff who want to go to DC, but they all want to like share a car. So they're like right. on these different parking rides and, and then there's a whole like website stuff about it. But um, it's like this very, it's very organized, but it's not anything official. It's yeah. Um, and so you stand in different places, depending on where you want to go in DC. Like there's certain points that are just known points where you're, oh, I'm going to this, I'm going to this, I'm, you know, I'm going to DuPont circle. I'm going to Franklin circle, whatever. Um, and you get in the car people drive up and they need one, two or, you know, people to make the three to be in the POV, the the HOV lanes. And then you get in the car with strangers and you drive to dc and then you also there's they do it in reverse that's awesome um so my point is is that getting around an unofficial manner is i think it's very local especially if you're like you're in a small town 
Yeah. And there's like not very many people and you know, everybody, everybody generally knows who everybody is, you know, it might be a common thing for them, to, you know, uh, for someone's driving along that road to pick people up and take them down to the, to the, to the college, you know? Oh, well, my um, question is, were there no security cameras anywhere? Even back then they had security cameras in place. Yeah, for sure. They so would have had why was there no security cameras leading up to anywhere around the campus, right? That would show him the dorms the, outside yeah. the dorms or anywhere. Like they didn't, they didn't mention anything they about didn't mention anything about security it. footage or anything. Yeah. So that was a little concerning too. I was like, you don't have any evidence as far as like timelines or anything as far, you know, where he was, what he was doing. Did he just leave and go straight from the apartment back, like headed back to his dorm? Did he stop somewhere? Did he, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I. Th- so I, I think that he got into a car. And whether in- intentionally like knew somebody like people said, oh, he left the party abruptly and didn't say goodbye. Maybe he was going out to, you know. Um, he he could have gotten a phone call like we could have gotten a phone call. You know, did they, they, yeah, I mean, there's something, or he could have been planning to meet this person at whatever time it was, you know? And that's why he left abruptly and didn't say anything to anyone. And and if he had this whole secret world of these chats that he was doing, Mm -hmm. he wouldn't tell anybody that he was leaving to go meet up with somebody. Well, and the thing is too, so he's at a religious college and we don't know like, you know, Mm -hmm. what his beliefs are. We know that he's religious and we know that he was affiliated with the Republican party. So and when he was very my, into politics and right. the mock trial moot court stuff. So he could have been very conservative and fearful of his information getting out. He's at a religious school. He's in the Republican Party. He maybe he didn't want. He has political aspirations. Right. He doesn't want to come out as be, maybe you know he had these the the sexual identity stuff that he was maybe he was working through it maybe he just wanted to keep it secret maybe he yeah. he preferred men to women you know maybe he was um, bisexual but he was we don't know any don't any know. number of things that he didn't want anything other than straight white cis male out there right yeah and any number of reasons why he wouldn't have want that wanted that information. And you know, like Katie said, she didn't notice anything. But again, you're talking about like 19 year olds. 20, I mean, what what do you really know about a person? Yeah, you you haven't had that life worldly experience, especially able if, to see red flag. Not red flag. It's not a red if, flag. But I'm saying, like, no, no, no. But especially if your partner is exploring their sexuality in a way like they're keeping it from you are you gonna know yeah exactly we don't really gonna know you know yeah and you've been with potentially the same person since you were in high school or whatever they don't live together i mean Mm -hmm. and obviously they didn't show anything of nick saying that behind closed doors he did anything but we don't even know if they had sex I mean, oh, they yeah. don't, we don't know. We, don't, yeah, we yeah. have, yeah, we don't, there's so much that we don't know about the kind of person he may have been presenting himself to be, because obviously he had this as a secret. Nobody else knew that he was doing all these things. His computer, the software got installed and then it was wiped. I still, I want to know more information about that. Do we think that Nick did it? Do we think that his father did it out of embarrassment for what he found on the computer? Do you think he went and looked? I mean, dad said he didn't, but who knows? I don't necessarily. I'll tell you right now, if my daughter had a computer and she went missing, 
the first thing I would do besides turning it over to the police yeah. would be to look on the computer. Right. I don't know. That's me. It's my mom thing, instincts. Maybe it's but, just, but it's it's also 2023. 20, it's 2023. <laughs> so obviously times are changing. And you know, his dad maybe didn't even know how to work a computer because you know a lot of parents didn't back then. If they're dad had the funniest, the funnest accent minnesota accent yes i loved it he, I knew so yeah i was just like oh my gosh yeah yes. I was like, oh don't you know uh-huh. <laughs> i loved it yeah poor guy though like he was searching so desperately they said he was kayaking when the springtime came looking for his son what if his body just fl- up yeah. and floated up next to him and then uh and in some of the articles i read he still to this day feels like the police did not do everything they could have and that there could have been way more done I feel like that too, especially if they're not talking about surveillance cameras. They're not talking, oh, oh, this random guy driving around campus. Well, okay, do some more work. (laughs) And how long did they focus on Nick? They didn't get into all these details. If they put all their eggs in one basket or most of their eggs in one basket, like looking at Nick or whatever, what did they overlook in their investigation? We don't know. Yeah. Um, What police department was investigating this? Was it the FBI? No. No, it was not. Exactly. Small police town, small police department. Yeah. And I'm wondering even today, obviously 2008, that was done, but what more could they find nowadays? I don't know. Maybe there is more they could have found, like, could find. I feel like as our tech, just like with DNA, as the technology gets better and better, we can go and back and revisit old cases right. and test things in new and different ways and come up with all these things. That's how they discovered genetic ge- genealogy, yeah. which we'll talk about in in well, our, our next episode. But and, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know who needs to hear this, but especially if you have an Apple and like iCloud and everything that syncs no matter what you do on your phone on your computer wherever whatever you do whatever picture you sent and you think you deleted whatever conversation you had with people it is always there and it's I know this still there yep. yes because I did a like erase stuff you know as I erase messages and you know there's software that I use to pull up conversations and text between Kaya's sperm donor <laughs> whatever you want to call him um and I use in court well with lawyers that I thought were deleted. And I magically delete, uh, downloaded the software on my computer, hooked it up, and boom, every single Pulls message. Pulls up everything up. you've deleted. Everything. You're like, I thought I everything. deleted this, but it looks like I didn't. Here you go. Nope. I was <laughs> like, great, more evidence. Great, yeah. here we go. Here you go. But, yeah, but the thing is, like, do not send that picture. Do not do anything that you would regret or you wouldn't want anybody to see because it will come back to you. It will. That's my advice. Yeah. It's never gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's all there. And if the cops go looking for you, they will find it nowadays. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, you know, if if something were to ever happen to me, first of all, Keith Morrison needs to do the Dateline episode on me. I should be taking notes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and um, when they go to search my computer to see what, you know what has she been googling yeah please remind them what we do yes (laughs) on this podcast because the thing and what we watch on tv because the things i google like we'll tell you (laughs) the last thing i googled was josh's usernames on yahoo so if you see the words whatever i was just using coochie gwen gwen big tits yes if you see those big jugs on my search history, I was doing research, people. 
But yeah, no, that is true. And then like, I have so much ADD that I'm constantly searching random things, whether it be mm-hmm. a movie or a TV show. I'm like, God help whoever looks at my search history because- I know, right? It's all over the place. It is all over the place. They, they, they wouldn't tell you anything about me or why I might have gone missing or whatever. Yeah. So, um, but um, <laughs> I don't like it. And actually, he's like, what would happen? Because I've made the same comment to him about if uh-huh. I were to ever, get, you know, go missing, then uh, Keith Morrison needs to be my <laughs> Dateline host. He's like, how are you going to get a Dateline? I'm like, well, you know, podcast host gets canceled. There you go. You know, <laughs> and we wrote the whole thing about who the suspects would be. <laughs> did you did you ever see the season of Dexter, the latest season? Mm-mm. The last season, I should say. I haven't seen any Dexter. Oh, well, I know. What? I've heard it's good. How I've, have I've, you not seen Dexter? I don't watch Dexter. No, because it's just like crime. And anyways, well, I know. I won't ruin anything for anyone, but there is in the third or the not the third, but the last season um a podcaster a crime podcaster that goes investigating and well you can imagine what happens but it kind of keeps me on my toes I'm just like uh yeah exactly exactly so that's what like Heather Lifemate and I wrote the whole thing about like who the suspects were I'm not going to get into it because you know don't put them on blast on them well it's not that I don't want to put them on blast but you know I don't want to give their names any attention at this point that's true right I'm, I'm sensing a whole uh what is that guy the um joe and carol baskins oh god tiger king <laughs> kind of it's a podcast tiger king social media but no like the podcast canceled or podcast you know there's <laughs> something <laughs> and then had a life mate with his you know radio and tv voice <laughs> yeah god oh god i love me some keith morrison um, he introduced like Sunday night football one night or, and it was the most phenomenal thing I think I've ever seen in my entire life. I was like, oh my God, it's <laughs> no. the football game. It's, it was like Bill's football and Keith Morrison. Does he do cameos? Maybe I can get you one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, God. You know, fun fact about Keith Morrison, you know who his stepson is? Who? Uh, Chandler Bing. Who's that? Matthew Perry. I don't watch Friends. From Friends. <laughs> I hate Friends. I hate that God. show. Do you hate I like hate puppies and America um, and no. happiness and sunshine too? Like, do you, do you hate fun? <laughs> Friends is not fun. Friends is like hell. I mean, well, watching it now, watch it's really oh bad. Like, but anyway. Um, yeah. I could never get into it. That's the one show I could never get into. Mm. Didn't understand it, but yeah. Mm. But you know, you haven't tried though. Give it two episodes. So basically the season starts. Because I have so much time to add more TV into my life. Do it. It'll be worth it. It gets good, good, and then it gets really bad, really bad, really bad, and then it comes back up again. That good, 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 bad, good. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of commitment. I know. I got a lot oh. of li- I got a lot of series like that that people keep telling me, "Oh, you have to watch this." And I'm like, uh, I, I think, think it was like watch locked MSNBC lockup for the 1600th time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if anybody knows any anybody listening from Minnesota, is there anything else you want to add? Like please message us, post 
so the, yeah the unsolved is. mystery in this case is what happened to him nobody's yeah. ever found him his like his body has never turned up um there's there's no i mean they didn't talk about anything that would have been evidence of him starting over like still being alive starting over they didn't really go down he's that gone. road gone he's vanished. just disappeared vanished um so um if you know anything again when does this happen november yeah 2002 katrina didn't know the year that it was done one star (laughs) we have so much information in our heads at any given day moment I'm sorry. <laughs> we, just, got... <laughs> we all have, we both have so much information in our heads at any given moment. Mm-hmm. We're so busy that, you know, little yeah. d- details here and there sometimes slip up. Um, yeah. So if you have any um, tips for them, you go to unsolved.com and they have tip line there. We'll post all the pictures and everything with um, when the episode posts. And if you know anything, uh, send it in. Yes. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good day. Good night. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day uh, when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear, but not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.